You have just been invaded by... Hey there guys, this is DJ Slope from Slope's Game Room and you're listening to Slope's Cast, the retro gaming news show recorded live on Twitch with my co-host Grizzly Cryden. If you like the podcast and you want to be in a chance to be on a future episode, then please do consider becoming a Patreon or YouTube member. And if you have any particular news stories that you would like us to cover in a future episode, then please do let us know in the dedicated rooms over on Discord. Plus, if you are listening to the podcast on any of the many podcast services around the world, then please do give us a little review. It really does help us spread our wings and get into the earlobes of plenty of other podcast goers. Anyway, enough of the plugs. Let's get on with the show. Hey there, guys. (laughs) You can't force a hey there, guys. Hey there, guys. It's Slopescast time, December 13th, 2022. We are a couple of weeks away from Christmas, but we're not going anywhere. We've still got a few to go. And uh, yeah, this week, buzzing for it. Absolutely buzzing. We are talking Sega. We are talking Michael Jackson, classic Atari. There's some Evercade news. There's some good, good stuff. Thank you very much, Grizzly, for putting this together, my man. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's, it's 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 been a it's been a great week. It's a great week for news. I do love it when we've got at least two Sega topics in the list. So um yeah. we're gonna go for a third, you could say, um, because a good old friend has re-arrived. But let's go down the list, <laughs> shall we? Yeah, go down the list, man. Go down the list. Alrighty, so this week we're gonna be talking about a rare Atari shooter known as Akar. Uh it's the best possible way to say that title um yeah. it's being resurrected for modern consoles by the one and only jeff minter uh we're going to talk about evercade su- um suffering a fast and furious style robbery um the echo sequel that never was sentinels of of the future or universe or i've completely forgotten <laughs> um there's been some footage found of that um we're also going to be talking about our good old pal good old buddy old pal yuji naka who is quite possibly Yuji Knackered after being arrested again. Yuji <laughs> Knackered. Love it. Love insider it. Insider trading. Yeah. I'm glad you like that one. Um, and then we're going to talk about the Game Awards, uh, particularly um, Hellboy, Web of Weird, and many others that were announced. Yeah. Uh, all of those new games. And then lastly, um, Find of the Century by uh, one of the guys. Uh, going to a car boot sale down south has found a rare michael jackson sega uh scramble trainer um footage like the original tape which is super exciting because uh it's incredibly rare as we'll go into on our sixth topic so that's what we've got absolutely absolutely so yeah let's go into our first topic there um aka ah is that the ah i think that's how you say it uh yeah yeah uh it's probably easier to to actually pronounce it than it is to actually play it because this game didn't come out uh partly due to its extreme uh difficulty uh but hey here it is it's uh is it out or is it coming out uh it's due soon so this has got a bit of an interesting history to it so it's due Mm -hmm. in 2023 um the game itself was only ever released as a prototype uh into test arcades and uh as a result only three original machines exist Mm -hmm. so 
what Jeff Minter has essentially done is taken the original format and given it its typical Llama Soft style um, renovation and yeah. decided to release it as, on modern hardware. And this kind of like this, I know the, the Atari 50 and uh, the other Atari projects recently has kind of shown a shift for Atari as a company because they just kind of, you know, coming out with all of these like unheard of classics and things. I mean, earlier this week they also announced that there's like three new Atari Lynx games coming. It's just yeah. out of nowhere. They're, they're just plumbing the depths of what they've, you know, said no to in the past and said, right, yeah, let's let's stick an Atari logo on it and release it. But every so, classic company should do this. Sega, Namco, yeah. Capcom, the works. I mean, I I don't know what they have to benefit for not doing this. Keep your, you know, your new games coming. That that's one part of the company, and I understand why you would always want to keep that. But then you are a classic game company. Why wouldn't you want to show love and and get that? you know that good name constantly out on all social medias it, the, the work is done for you in that sense this is this is great and i can't believe i'm saying it about atari because they they yeah. they, they fuck up more than they <laughs> than exactly, they get things yeah. right and and recently i mean they've put out probably the greatest collection uh a history collection uh, of games potentially ever uh even putting things like the rare replay stuff to shame with their atari 50 collection it's it really is quite impressive from what i've seen and now with stuff like this as well and we're t- like you say, you're talking about this Atari Link stuff that's coming as well. I mean, this is this is what it's about. I I, I adore this, and I I will praise any company for doing anything like this, and all other companies with history like this. Uh, I mean, obviously, I, my, my my go-to would be Sega. Um, once a month, once every couple of months, just drop a little. Here's some gameplay footage, or here's a little thing that we've done uh, that, that never came out back in the day. Here's some concept for this, or whatever it may be. Really? This is this is such a great look, and it's just such a great move. And totally, we, we've we've seen the stuff like this come from Sega, and it's always like ended up well. That Qu- Clockwork Aquario game, yeah, yeah, they did unreleased uh, arcade game that was basically done. Um, they did that stuff for their anniversary as well. That had like Golden Axe, although that wasn't the worst, the best naming, but they had the Golden Axe stuff, and they had so, uh, a couple yeah. of other little uh, uh, mini mini things in there as well. Mm. Yeah. No, this is great. I'd, I'd love to see more of this because it feels like we're getting a slice of what could have been. And, yeah. um, you know, when you're talking about games that were designed in the of the era, um, it just feels like we're just getting a continuation of, you know, days gone by. And it makes mm-hmm. you wonder just how much content is out there, right? Yeah, because, absolutely. you know, as we're going to see with the Echo 2 footage from the Dreamcast era we're just starting to plumb the depths of this all and if it wasn't for the fact that we have like um, game preservation outfits like the Hidden Palace and you know you know Beta 64 you know we would never know about it it's just sad when you think about that Mm-hmm. So um, I probably should explain what we're looking at for people that are actually listening in. So Aka, ah, uh, terrible name. <laughs> Michael Towns actually puts it in the chat that it sounds like you're choking on a piece of food. Um, <laughs> what you're looking at is sort of a fixed position Geometry Wars type game. Uh, you're in the middle by the looks of it, and you spin around and shoot things. Uh, it reminds yeah. me, actually, if you really want to get quite uh, obscure, but I think it was called galactic oh there, there was basically a fantasy zone uh spin-off a galactic master system game where you used a spinner controller um almost no one's played it or heard of it because you need the spinner master system controller and that's like uh rocking horse poo 
it, 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 it's it's very hard to come by very very hard to come by and and that's basically what we're seeing here but obviously this is uh, a more done up version compared to the original it's got a lot more flashy lights in there as you said you've got the whole llama soft um uh, paint cover all over this bad boy and uh yeah i mean it, it looks i mean honestly it doesn't look the greatest game in the world but this is uh, something new from a classic game that never came out originally and um you know that original game might not have been the best uh, but now in this day and age with uh, you know someone else taking a look at it they might have actually improved upon the, even the original game potentially yeah mm. and also um think talking about that spinner controller one thing that um atari and digital eclipse did recently um they released like 3d um uh, 3d print files so people can make their own <laughs> spinner controller out of their xbox pad or joy cons and that's just like super cool oh, wow um, it, it's literally just like a little snap-on thing um i'll send you uh, i'll send you the link in the, yeah uh, in discord chat yeah chuck it over and what i will say is at the end the little splash screen at the end where it tells you what games uh what systems this is coming out for it is quite humbling to a degree, I mean, obviously, you've got your Xbox Series X, S, Switch, PS4, PS5, Steam, but also the Atari VCS is on the lineup of game systems that this game's coming out for. And so it should be. Like, you know, it's, totally, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's quite nice. Um, it doesn't make it's me just... like the Atari VCS too much more, but it is, it has gone up just a, a little bit, just a little bit. It it kind of it kind of shows you how like far Atari fell when they could have had games like this as an exclusive for the Atari VCS, yeah. and it might have actually tempted people over. Maybe, um, maybe. So, maybe. but it's it's great that they are you know still supporting that thing. Even you know at one point it was considered a scam, and uh, I know we called it as such in the past, and we probably still will because yes, it came out, but does anybody actually want one? Is the other thing. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's it's good that they are you know thinking about their own platform as well. Um, yeah. But I do find it a bit odd that they would support other platforms if they wanted to make their platform a focus. It just shows you that it they does. Don't. It does surprise me because thinking about it, that controller, the Atari VCS controller, um, technically works as a spinner. So it's a joystick, but you can also spin the uh, joystick around, and it works as a spinner. And therefore, you can see the, how quickly they're moving on this. Um, yeah, I think it would. I, I suppose I'm now, now actually thinking about it, what was that? What was that uh, 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 shooting game on the uh, uh, Xbox Arcade? Was it Luma, the the frog shooting game, or is it Space Giraffe, the one you're thinking of? Uh, well, I don't know. I mean, it it would work on other consoles, but I think it could potentially be best with that Atari VCS controller. Uh, mm. This may be the system, uh, the, the game to get for the Atari VCS. Maybe. Um, yeah, potentially, potentially. Uh, Goat King, uh, they need you on their marketing, mate, because he's just described the game in one sentence. It's Tempest, but in to out, not out to in. That's what you're looking at. <laughs> it's an outie, not an innie. That's it. <laughs> you can get surgery for that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, hey, oh, yeah, you were going to send me those files. Did you send me them over? Uh, yeah, I sent you a link onto your Discord thing. Just show you the... Um the actual 3D printed controller. I think it's super cool that they did this because they could have sold this as a peripheral. I mean, in the world post-Guitar Hero where people bundle in, you know, even little boxes, UG, um, <laughs> as £70 controllers, it's kind of nice that they would just offer offer really? the option for free. Well, just keep scrolling. Okay. Just keep scrolling. Yeah, there you go. It's just like a little disc that goes on your Joy Cons or your Xbox Pad, and uh, it grips the um, grips the the 
uh, joystick on the left and uh, it essentially turns the joystick by turning the wheel but you can use it as like a paddle um paddle controller very clever can't work out how that's going to turn the con- oh no it wouldn't turn it yeah so the there's a like a control option in paddle paddle games where you just press continuous left or press continuous right and the idea is it essentially steers it so you you twist the uh twist the knob and then it's able to essentially trick the joystick into thinking it's a paddle it's very clever yeah it is really quite bizarre yeah well well there you go that's a thing that's a thing uh (laughs) zuma that is the game i was thinking of john rogers zuma oh yeah because you do move quite quickly in Zuma, the way you shoot, you, you have to shoot the coloured balls as quick as you can. So I can see it working actually, potentially. Uh, if you're if you're used to that control method, then you know this new Aka Ah game, uh, yeah, would, would work, I suppose. Yeah. No. Anyway, round it up. I think that's that's good. That's nothing but a good thing. Uh, Slopes cast approved so far. Let's actually see what the game's like. But still, Atari doing the right thing. More of that, please. Yes, I like it. I like it. Uh, moving over to our next topic. Um, oh, mate. <laughs> this is ridiculous. Uh, it's not funny because there's a lot of people out there that want to be getting their Evercade EXP. I was quite excited about it myself. Um, yep. did, you, did you have one on pre-order? Uh, I did actually uh, not uh, go oh, okay. for pre-order on this one because I just no, I haven't I, I didn't feel like I needed another one at that time. Yeah. Um, it's well, I didn't need a black one, um, so it's something that I'd probably end up getting, you know, a white version down the line. Um, but yeah, it seems that we weren't going to get it either way because somebody went only went and bloody nicked it. Yeah, so uh, so th- th- this is quite funny. I- I've got a um, an old neighbour of mine, and um, I was I was messaging them talking about you know I'm working on some eco video, and uh, he sent me a message going, "Oh, have you heard about all the Evercade stuff?" I'm like, "No," and he showed me an email that he had just got, um, and uh, yeah, so apparently we're talking. There was a big truck full of Evercade EXP machines, and. It was basically taken off the road, fast and furious styly, and it was all stolen. Yeah, and unfortunately, Santa Claus isn't bringing you any Evercade EXP. Well, I, I, I don't know what the, the exact percentage, but the vast majority of them were on that truck and stolen, um, which is insanity. Now, what's quite crazy about this is, you know, if you put your criminal hat on, fair play for being able to steal all of this stock. Uh, that that's that's quite impressive yeah but also quite stupid because apparently the guy keeps trying to sell them one by one but he's one of the only people out there that have them <laughs> so it's a bit like what you're gonna do now mate um yeah so it's actually coming up on on facebook marketplaces and people are getting it taken down uh maybe i need to do a bit of slopes undercover and uh oh do you mind if i come and pick it up is that all right and uh <laughs> get the old uh camera stuck in the o on the slopes game room hat and rock up and uh yeah that's one way to do it yeah totally. that's one way to do it yeah 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 definitely this is like but, uh, yeah it's you're, you're selling literally like too hot to handle goods at this point because um didn't in the press release that they released and i think that's the the link i've chosen they've mm. um they said that all of them were stolen oh okay so it's like there is literally no evercade xps out there in black that isn't stolen it's kind of like a new mega jet situation so there is no way 
no way that you're going to be able to sell these things without, um, you know, unless you wait for them to exposed. start selling them themselves, and then you can yeah. start shifting the stock. So it's my understanding, or it's believed, uh, that the uh, the robber um, was thinking there was going to be PS4s or PS5s even in the back of that van, and he ended up getting a system that's not yet out, and he has taken the vast majority, if not all, of the stock. Uh, that we can't do anything with it. Um, it's Thing is, I, bonkers. I can, I can kind of see how this would be somewhat easy to do, and I'm not going to like sit here and tell you how to track a shipment from China um, using the the container number because you know anybody could do that. Yeah, um, but all you need to do is find out where the the destination port is and then wait for the truck. It's crazy, um, especially if it's on a soft-sided truck because you just cut a hole in the side and get in. I haven't done this. I've been on the recipient <laughs> end of this. Happening, yeah, you but... seem to be going into some serious <laughs> specifics here, man. Yeah, we've been, uh, I've been on the recipient end. You know, I've had to deal with this kind of thing in the past, and it mm -hmm. is surprisingly easy um, yeah. to, to, to do. It's not easy to get away with. Um, as we also found out, which was quite fun for me to uh, to go through. Um, but yeah, <laughs> the Paul Knight's talking about the fact. Do you think the cars had neons, uh, neon lights under the car? I mean, in my mind, that's what's going on. That's what's going on. I I, I want to believe that that there is neon under the car. You got DMX on the radio. You know, like, I I want proper Fast and Furious setup here. Uh, and this isn't a good is. thing. Like, I'm smiling because I just this it's like the Fast and Furious come to life here a little bit. But um, it's actually an incredibly sad thing because the Evercade people put out an insanely good product um, in yeah. both of their previous iterations. They put out cheap £15 carts. Uh, all of them have, you know, a good selection of games on there. Uh, and they they, they they even they support the, the, the real low-end indie games as well by putting collections of those on um cartridges as well they are doing such a good great job uh no one seems to be saying a bad word about them and you're not going to be hearing one from us anytime soon uh hopefully let's keep it going um this, this is a terrible terrible thing that has happened i just it, it, it just blows my mind that it has happened um yeah yeah uh, and you can yeah. you can see that in the way that the Evercade has handled the situation because they could have quite easily just played the victim and said, right, we're not going to do anything about this. It's just what it is, and claim the insurance money. They didn't do that. They're gonna. They've said in the press release that they're going to replace all of those limited edition consoles. So they're gonna, you know, make another another set. Yeah, for sure. Oh yeah, for sure. Ten thousand in existence, but as opposed to the five thousand that was originally pledged to be made, but. Mm -hmm. They don't want to let people down. And then for the people who've had to wait as a result of this robbery, um, they're going to chuck in, you know, a couple of small trinkets. I mean, they are small. You're talking about like a free screen protector kit, um, but you're also going to get a credit in the in the console's uh, credits and you're going to be listed as a hero. And I just think that's a nice touch. It's, it's, it's they, small, they are doing the nice right touch. thing, aren't they? They, they are yeah. so doing the right thing. This is how you handle a situation like this. Yeah, a totally. lot of people. I mean, uh, my mind is just going to Miko and Miko and Miko because for the last three and a half weeks, all I've been doing is just researching that bad boy. But not just them, so many other uh, uh, companies out there, whether they're doing plug and plays, retro systems, all that sort of stuff, can really uh, take take a leaf out of these these guys' books. It's, there's a lot to be learned. Mm -hmm. 
yeah um this is when we find out that it's, it was tommy tallarico all along <laughs> and he's gonna turn up in his like classic black and white stripes jumper with his little uh his little dick turpin mask on i'd love to see that you know that 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 would be a nice plot twist yeah uh <laughs> why would he people are arguing why would anyone still ever cage mate oh uh, amicos even oh no evercades why would why, no evercades are awesome they're they are an awesome system the, at the end of the day why would you steal an evercade one if you think that there's going to be some other gaming console you know bear in mind that everything shipped into the country using a particular code hs code right that's a harmonized standard code and it basically lists what the commodity item is that's how these criminals would have likely known what was on the truck before they opened it yeah um so they would see game console yeah so when you think game consoles that are coming in ps5s are really expensive and they would be listed on the same hs code as the evercade because they're a game console two plus two equals four um so they would have they would have jumped into the truck thinking they were going to make off with a bunch of consoles didn't want to leave empty-handed so they took the evercades and at the end of the day the evercade is still a console that is selling for about 150 quid and have you seen ebay recently on evercade vs the black let's have a look one? at this yeah, yeah. the evercade vs um i can't remember how much it launched for i think it was about 159 as a kit yeah mm -hmm. um they are now selling for a good portion above that because wow. they are considered limited edition people are on the evercade train for the first you know like after a couple of year a couple of good successful years and they're wanting they're wanting more so people are paying for paying the rates for these consoles wow. why would you steal it because it's got a bunch of electronics in it that are worth money and they can be sold that's it that's the reason yeah yeah hey look i like this i don't like this situation i like the console sorry um yeah. uh it, it, it's just bonkers the fact that they got taken down fast and furious style i'm sure this happens more often than we we know about but hey it's happening in our little world of retro gaming now as well so happens all the time i mean um there's a couple of things that we discussed in the slopescast chat when with this one came up and one of the most recent examples was Splatoon 2. Uh, no, it's Splatoon 1 for the Wii U, um, the Amiibo bundle specifically. Um, it was a limited edition set only released through Game and the Nintendo Store. And the uh, the shipments heading to Game were all intercepted and stolen. And these wow. you're talking about organized crime. Yeah, they're they're. They are waiting for these shipments to come in. They're looking for the high-value, high-ticket items or the ones that can easily be sold off in bulk. And uh, that's that's how they're that's how they're targeting these things. And mm. by the time the police catch up to them, they've sold them off to five. Um, they've it's gone down the chain, sold five times. So the original culprits are quite tricky to find. Um, and that's just the way things go. Um, but every year, there's at least a few thefts and has anybody seen that train in la where um that train track in la it's worth look googling if you get a chance um there's a particular train that carries goods uh, down a particular valley and across the train track are loads of discarded items where people have been jumping on the back of the train as it's going slowly and then they they they're chucking away all of the stuff they don't want and nicking everything they do so it's just rife you know robberies like this happen all the time and they're only going to get more um more uh like yeah they're just gonna happen more time train pirates says michael town 
Yes, train, train pirates, pirates in, the... in, in LA. <laughs> train pirates, my God. Well, there you go. A whole world that we didn't even know, well, you obviously did know, uh, existed, obviously from your background and what you do. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I, I wasn't too aware yeah. of all of this sort of stuff. But hey, now I do know. Now I do. Now I do. So, this is uh, a, good, a good example of why you should be in the Discord chat, because you get to see the additional photos of what I'm talking about. Um, but yeah, I'm just going to post a link in the chat. Um, both on Discord and in Twitch and YouTube. And you can see the effect of these train robberies that I'm talking about, because it's quite something, quite something to look at. Jeez. Yeah, <laughs> it's a thing. It's a For thing people, that people that are, again, uh, uh, listening in rather than watching, we are literally looking at a picture with, I mean, just rubbish everywhere on a train track. I mean, uh, it doesn't sound too exciting, but hey, at least you get to imagine it. <laughs> it's probably probably worse than what you're imagining. <laughs> yeah, crazy stuff, crazy stuff. Well, at least that uh, all of that rubbish isn't in the sea, like <laughs> Echo. <laughs> That's our transition. To yeah, the... <laughs> yeah. Right. Moving over to topic three. Uh, fan of Echo the Dolphin on the Dreamcast was your Grizz? Uh, yes, actually, I'm a really big fan. Um, are you actually? Despite my better judgment, I am a big fan of Echo the Dolphin, and it's one of those ones where, like, Echo the Dolphin was the first game I ever played, ever. What? Before Sonic the Hedgehog, before anything else. How, you're older Echo than me, aren't you? Yes. Four, uh, I was four years old when I first picked up a controller and Echo the Dolphin was the first thing I that, played. That, that, that timeline doesn't make sense. You're older than me and the first game you played was Echo the Dolphin. Yeah. That doesn't make sense. Yeah. No, no, no. That, that, that timeline doesn't work out. Echo the Dolphin came out in the 90s. Are you sure I'm older than you? I'm 35. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm older than you. There you are. I think I'm getting you confused with Larry. <laughs> yeah, I felt, yeah, yeah, it came out in 92. Okay, uh, I'm getting you confused with Larry Bundy. Uh, because you know who else got me confused with Larry Bundy Jr.? The famous birthdays.co.uk or .com website, which put my birthday as Larry's birthday. And when I got them to change it, they changed it. I'm 39, by the way, as of like literally about a week or two ago. Um, I'm 39 years old, but I'm still a member of the 42-year-old club. <laughs> it's... um. Anyway, well, we, I still have yet to see you and Larry in the same room, so um, I'm the the jury's out on that one. Uh, no, no, right. Let's try this again. As we move on to our next topic, <laughs> Echo the Dolphin. Are you a big fan of Echo the Dolphin, Grizzly? I am. Yes. 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 Yeah. Um, go ahead. Yeah. Oh, great. Here we go. So, uh, yeah, Echo the Dolphin. Great story. Um, it was also the first video I watched of Dan's, uh, which is an absolute. Like, it's absolutely brilliant, like genuinely best video I've ever seen on anything Sega related. So definitely give that a watch when you get what, a chance. We're we talking the first Echo video. I the the uh, effed up history of yeah, Echo yeah, the Dolphin. Yeah. You know the one. The one that with all of the, you know, Dolphin beep and... <laughs> Basically, and it's one of, I, I, I'll tell you about it, right? So I've done two videos primarily based on Echo the Dolphin. The first one was the dodgy one, and the second one was a complete history of Echo the Dolphin. Um, so the first one I did was called The Fucked Up History of Echo the Dolphin. And in are. that, yeah, there it is. And in that video, stupidly titled that because obviously it got demonetized, um, I talk about the creator, Ed Anutiata, uh, and where he got the inspiration for Echo the Dolphin. Now, we obviously heard stories about this, the, these, these poor dolphins being um, 
tested on to try and get them to speak actual English out of their blowhole. It's a ridiculous, ridiculous story. Um, and that's obviously where, he, and then obviously there was this whole aliens thing involved, uh, you know, psychological drugs. And that's obviously where he heard, uh, uh, he probably heard the basis of it and uh, it called the game Echo based um, on uh, one of the acronyms in the video is Echo. Yeah, he, he, it's like the uh, Earth Coincidence um, Coalition office organization or something like that yeah Yeah. and it worked out to be echo so yeah but when you actually dig deep into the story you realize it's actually way more messed up than it already is like we're talking there was a woman that you has that had to pleasure pleasure the dolphin because he was a male dolphin in heat and the only way to get him to continue on with his english lesson was to get that out of him you know any guy that's a teen or older knows what i'm talking about you need to get that urge out of your system before you can get on with your work uh, and that's uh, what uh, this this uh, female uh, English teacher <laughs> had to do, and then yeah. yeah, then she got ridiculed for it. I think it ended up in Playboy without her knowing about it, and she got upset or one of the one of the magazines like that. And uh, yeah, there's this whole story. But anyway, um, we will get onto the topic soon. Um, <laughs> I remember when I eventually got to uh, go to the Sega office. Uh, I got invited up to go to the Sega offices, and. Uh, I never forget, I got off that train. I'm like, where is that Sega building? I'm looking around and I look over the train tracks that are having a bit of construction work on them. And in the distance, I saw this massive gray building and I saw the Sega logo on the side of it and a tear fucking formed. I was like, I've made it. This is like, I, I, if I was an actor and I was a voice on The Simpsons, like, you're not going to get better than this. This is me. You know, I am, I've made it. I've made it to Sega. And I went in there and they were, oh, we, we really love your videos. And they were talking for a while. Oh, one video we didn't like too much was the Echo video. And I'm like, yeah, I understand why. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it's it's not loved by them. But anyway, at the time, I was posting my videos on Larry Bundy's channel, channel as well as mine. And, um, yeah, obviously the video got demonetized on both my channel and Larry's channel. And by this point, I was like, Larry eventually said to me, hey, do you want to redo the video and just give it a different title card? And then I'll, I'll upload it on my channel again. He'll pay me again for it. And I'm like, you know what? Yes, take it. Everyone thinks I'm you anyway. Everyone on Reddit <laughs> thinks that uh, that video you made, even though you didn't, it's me. Um, so just take it. Uh, I, I, and, you know, like, so basically, yeah, please go and check it out. Go and check it out on my channel, even though I don't get paid for it because <laughs> it's been demonetized. Um, but yeah, little fun story. Besides that, let's carry yes. on with this this topic. Echo yeah. the Dolphin. There are quite a few Echo the Dolphin games. You've got the original classic games. You've got the uh, uh, Echo the Junior, a bit more educational, kiddie-like games dur- during the, uh, oh, what was it called? The Sega Club era of the Genesis. Um, and re-releases. The and the Game Gear, yes, yes. There was re-releases on the Mega CD with the fantastic soundtrack. That's the one I believe was actually on the Mega Drive Mini 2, which is quite nice. Yeah, the um, Nielsen one. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And then uh, they got re-released on the... Um, uh, oh, they got, sorry, they got new new versions of the games made for the Dreamcast as well. Now, Echo the Dolphin is an incredibly intoxicating game in the sense that you really want to try and play Echo the Dolphin, but very few people get past the first stage of what you actually have to do in Echo the Dolphin. It's kind of like Zelda. I suppose Sega's answer to Zelda, only a hell of a lot more cryptic, um, yeah, a hell of a lot more confusing. It's like an underwater Metroidvania, isn't it? It's yeah, a it is. very, very hard, very, very hard puzzle game mixed with a bit of action in there. Um, 
but what's really odd about it and you, it's something that you never see unless you delve really like far into it it's actually a big epic about time travel and the spirits of atlantis and aliens taking over and yeah harvesting the world's resources and it's it's crazy it's that like, it, you don't know where this story is going it is bonkers everyone mm. talks about mother earthbound stuff like Get out Nothing of here. Nothing on Echo. Nothing on Echo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, um, but yeah, even though it's it's stupidly obscure, almost every single person that's played it hasn't got further than 15 minutes into the game. It yeah, has, the undercaves are a test. <laughs> yeah, it, it has a hardcore uh, uh, fan base behind it, and it has a real alluring uh, vibe to it. And um, yeah, if you really do give it the time, you do actually get suckered into it. It re rarely, rarely happens for me. I've only ever gone through the game once, and I think even then I did it in bits. Um, uh, yeah. But still, yeah, they made a 3D one for the Dreamcast, which is a lot more forgiving and a lot more uh, uh, enticing, I suppose. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, but yeah, it was on the Dreamcast, and the Dreamcast was a system that didn't last very long, unfortunately, even though it was a fantastic console. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So, um, this moving on to this one then uh sentinels <laughs> yeah. of the universe which again just kind of gives you an idea of what to actually expect from the echo franchise because sentinels of the universe this sounds like it should be you know there should be a guy waving a sword on the cover not a dolphin being all playful and nice mm. um so yeah it's a game that never came out uh made, originally fun. made by appalooza games um the uh it was quite far in development and uh, I believe it was Hidden Palace that first broke the story about this game existing. And with permission from Appaloosa Games, um, App uh, these guys have released far more footage of the game, like direct capture from the original files. And it looks really good. So this would, have been, this would have been rendered all on the PC. So don't think for a second this is playing on Dreamcast hardware. Um, of course, Dreamcast would have been a bit slower than this. Um, but this is played on the um, on the PC hardware, which was used to develop the game. And it just looks very fluid, excuse the pun, uh, very smooth, and just in general looks absolutely fantastic. Now, I see what he's doing here. He's, he's, he's shooting out of these big balls of, uh, of water and, and jumping into the one next to it. It's a cool yeah. little uh, platforming mechanic. It, it, it's quite cool. It's quite cool. Yeah, and there's like uh, these bats or krill uh, like flying around. I oh, sorry, I use krill. That's a Gears of War term. How dare I? Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's this is the kind of stuff you would see in Tides of Time with with the sky tubes, um, the sky tubes of water. So it's almost like they were going for a full on Echo sequel with this. Mm -hmm. You know, like a you know based on the original format of the games. Um, so there's so much to see. There's loads of like different locales. There's like a volcano uh, with water for some mm -hmm. reason. Um, and uh, just loads of different locales, different beasts that you would see, dinosaurs roaming around, which was a feature of the first game, um, especially when my favourite part of the first game is when you jump into the sky and a pterodactyl comes and picks you up and takes yep, you to the yep. next area. You know, just stuff like this. Just so cool. And um, like you get to explore Atlantis, just like the first game and everything like that. It just looks like the 3D sequel that we should have we should have got. Um, yeah. but it's amazing how enduring the Echo franchise as a whole has been when you consider um, that it had so many sequels, even though the first game was rough, you know? Yeah, it really is. And, and and that's the thing, like, even though the Echo games are absurdly uh, obscure, 
the the world building in them is second to none. It, yeah. It's so alluring. It really is. And it's it's the ambience of it because you've got the you get wonderful soundtracks, um, which are all kind are of fantastic. like they are the kind of stuff you would hear in a nature documentary. And it's just like it kind of drives home that this is not just you know a story about a heroic dolphin. It's like mm -hmm. you're almost observing nature in its habitat, and that's kind of what the Mega Drive was going for back then because nobody had seen anything quite like it. Uh, especially the realistic sprites of the octopus and the, the you know the under caves and everything the the structures it all felt very organic as opposed to your typical tile sets or sonic platform games where you know you've got all these ramps suddenly everywhere and despite it's supposed to be some sort of naturally occurring environment echo was as naturalistic as it got and realistic yeah. as it got so you know props <laughs> props yeah. to something like this Absolutely. Iceferno saying he wished the 3D games, uh, 3D Echo had maps that really annoyed yeah. him. Um, I, don't, I really don't remember it as much as, as, as the classic Mega Drive games in all honesty. I know Raina in the chat saying that she completed the originals on the um, on the Mega Drive. Um, yeah, absolutely. Well, one and two on the Mega Drive, I'm guessing she's not talking about Junior. Uh, but yeah, hey, uh, it, it's just one of those things that it, it, it blows my mind that they didn't just continue it for the for the PlayStation Two. The PlayStation Two had an, an insane user base, and I'd be surprised if more people didn't buy the original Echo the Dolphin 3D game on the PlayStation Two compared to the Dream Junk Cast, just because of the user base. Yeah, you know. So yeah, totally. It's it's yeah, it's one of those like franchises that's just completely lost the time, and I don't think many people miss it because of its difficulty, but. You know, it's one of those ones that's still fundamentally Sega, in my opinion. Like you can't oh, really sure. Dolphin now and call it anything else. You know. Yeah, I out of all of the classic franchise, it is one that I really don't see them uh, potentially ever bringing back. I know there's a lot of uh, issues in the legality uh, of even some of the artwork. There's a pub up Wales somewhere that has the <laughs> Mega Drive artwork for Echo the Dolphin. Um, in there's uh, quite a few. Um, yeah, it's called one... the Dolphin, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's quite a well-used uh, pub sign, actually. Um, I've seen it a few places, not just the Welsh one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's quite bizarre. I mean, potentially if they did it, I don't think it'd be the same in the sense that they wouldn't they wouldn't be getting Ed Anuziata back involved. It would be a brand new thing. Um, but even then, I just it, it's a really bizarre game. I just I just don't see it coming back. Uh, it would it would have to have something like the Mega Drive Mini Two coming out and everyone just going crazy for Echo the Dolphin, which just isn't going to happen. Um, yeah, it's it's an acquired taste, it's an acquired taste. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, I, I'm going to have a go at doing a transition if you don't mind. Oh, here we go. Because we've gone from Aka R to Naka No. <laughs> Naka No. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Sorry. So before we get into this, let me just give a massive shout out to the website Time Extension. Um, it's almost becoming a weekly thing now that we get a few uh, uh, topics from Time Extension um, yes. because they're, they are an excellent, excellent website. I'm um, uh, close to one of the people that actually writes for the website. It, 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 it's it's so, so good. So, so many of the classic retro gaming um, stories come from the Time Extension. As always, you can check out the stories down below in the description. But yes, Naka Nah, as Grizzly said. <laughs> Um, Yujinaka yeah. arrested again. So before we get into this one, Grizzly, why don't you give us a little recap on what happened last time? So let's go back to two weeks ago when we first. Uh, let's go back to the beginning. Yes. Uh, so Yujinaka 
has been a naughty, naughty boy. Um, and what he's done is he's bet on a company within Square Enix. Um, I believe the company was called... Let me just open up the thing. Um, essentially, there was a small development studio, completely fresh off the press, who was starting to work on a Dragon Quest game. And as we all know, uh, as we've chronicled a few times, Dragon Quest is like a second religion over in Japan. In mm. other words, whenever a Dragon Quest game comes out, pretty much everyone takes the day off um, and productivity levels just drop like a stone. Um, so when you hear about the small studio who has barely any any credibility outside of what they will be working on, um, you, you might fancy having a flutter on the stock market and seeing how much it will grow. So he bought shares in this this little company. And um, essentially, when the announcement came along, he made bank out of it um, because all of the, you know, the share prices just skyrocketed for the small yeah. company. And suddenly all of those shares he bought for a very small amount became very, very valuable. Now, it wasn't just Yuji Naka, and I must stress that. It was quite a few employees over at Square Enix who gained access to this information before it became public knowledge, um, which is a very, very big no-no because it's essentially like um, working in a, uh, it, it's essentially like working in the casino and knowing which cards are going to land next. Um, it's it's very much like that. And it's, it's counting the cards. Powerful. Yeah. yeah. Um, so as we learned last time, um, the conviction rate of insider trading is about 98% in Japan. Um, so he's going to see either some jail time, a fine, or potentially both. It's not a good good thing uh, to be caught doing. It's very much like, um, if anyone remembers when we talked about Judgment a while back, <coughs> where the one of the main actors in Judgment um, was found um, dealing with drugs and cocaine. Um, essentially, that's enough to get you blacklisted from and mm -hmm. every sort of industry in japan you lose your career you lose your essentially your public life if you get caught doing that it's very frowned upon this isn't too far from that in terms of the uh in terms of the issues so yeah yuji naka is again found being a bad boy because this time he's been betting on final fantasy 7 which uh recently had the announcement of Final Fantasy VII First Soldier, which is again being worked on by a smaller company within Square Enix. And uh, it's now, um, you know, could have made bank out of it. And uh, yeah, it's it's causing issues because it's, you know, insider trading again. <laughs> oh, great. Naughty, naughty knacker. Yeah, naughty knacker. He's, he's, become, uh, he's becoming a cartoon villain at this point, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, clearly, the, both of these instances happened around the same time because it's like if you're gonna go, if you're gonna do one, you'd do the other as well, wouldn't you? Um, that's if you <laughs> knew if if you knew you were doing wrong, you might as well just double down on it. And if you're gonna criminal, criminal both. correctly. Exactly. Do do the crim. Um, and it wasn't exactly like he was doing it alone. He had some bad influences amongst him. So, you know, you can blame them equally as such. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's just another feather in the cap for a, old Nakasan, isn't it? It's been, a, it's been a serious fall from grace. I think he was hanging on pretty much at his probe days, uh, you know, after he left Sega and he was doing his own thing with uh, whatever that Sky Soldier game. Bro, uh, yeah. 
Rodea the Sky Soldier and uh, uh, Ivy the Kiwi. And he had that let's catch game, let's tap as well. Um, there wasn't really much keeping him going, uh, except for the fact that he wanted to make sure every single person in the world knows that he was uh, a major part in the creation of Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, and fair enough. It's, a, it, it's more than a worthy <laughs> thing to brag about. Um, yeah, but since those days, it's not been too kind for him. You know, even when he no. was at Sega, he was getting games uh, taken down that he didn't like the look of, that were using the same technology uh, or, or new technology that he would ev- eventually take on for his Sonic Adventure games. And also, I'll never forgive him for essentially demolishing Sonic Extreme because... I yeah, of course. It, it was going through some uh, some very difficult times. The director had just been hospitalised because he was going through severe bouts of stress and anxiety. And um, when he had the uh, like silver lining that Yuji Naka was working on the Knights engine and that they could potentially use the Knights engine for Sonic Extreme, Yuji Naka came in and said, nah, because my name isn't associated with this project. You're not having my engine. And that was enough to get the, the project cancelled. Boo. Isn't Boo. it insane? Isn't it yeah. insane? And yeah, now he's got <laughs> Balan yeah. Wonder, Wonderland, Wonderworld. Uh, which apparently was quite cheap recently. You can go pick it up for like four quid. I, I, I generally need to get a copy. I need, generally need to get a copy of Balan. Um, so they're, they're paying you four quid to take it, yeah? <laughs> you know what I've started to see on Twitter? I've started to see people praise Balan. Yes, I've seen that from a particular person. I don't know if he watches the podcast, but Stuart Gipp, you know who you are. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> don't Don't name any names. Yeah, um, yeah uh, it's I have started seeing people talk positively about Balan, and it was only a matter of time. It always happens. There's a game that's hated so, so much, or a bit of media that's hated so much happened with the Mario movie. Now, all of a sudden, people have got to start liking it. Yeah, I quite like that, actually. It's like, uh, you know, no, I've no, always, no. I, I, I liked it before it was cool to like it. Like, get out of town. Yeah. Um, yeah, people are starting to like Balan now. Uh, so there get it. A... I, honestly, guys, if you want to get a game, if you want to, you know, complete a collection for whatever reason and you want to get Balan, now is probably the time to get it because I do see that going up in price. Um, Balan Wonderworld is going to be one of those games where there's going to be that one or, that one kid or one or two kids and that will be the first game they've ever played. And uh, <laughs> they're going to go, oh, yeah, I really liked it. I learned all of the tricks and, you know, this is my nostalgia. It's going to be such a nostalgic great. And, you know, like kind of like how Bubsy the Bobcat is, you know. I yeah, like Bubsy like 3D, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, I, I grew up playing Bubsy because it was one of the only games I had access to. Yeah. And, um, yeah, <laughs> you know, it's like, I know it's bad. I know what the internet's opinion of it is, but I'll still go back and play it. That'll be someone in the future of Balan Wonderworld, for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It just happens. As soon as you get something that's hated this much, uh, there will be people coming to its defense. Um, okay. And then when, when, when other people start joining them, then they'll be like, oh, yeah, you know what? I think it actually was better than just a little bit okay. No, you know what? It's a good game. Scrub that. Balan is a very underestimated, unappreciated, under, not understood, great platforming game. Yes. Without a jump button. Seen, oh, you, you just don't get it. Go back to your Call of Duties and your Minecraft. <laughs> I'm playing Balan <laughs> Wonderworld tonight. Yeah. Check yeah. out my Balan tattoo. Um, the one person that won't be playing it, though, probably is Yuji Naka, 
he'll be, be fair, uh, it does he'll sound praises like, in prison. It does sound like the kind of thing that they would force you to play in prison as a punishment. So <laughs> he might go, no, yeah, yeah, Quincy. No, bring got the some, noose hanging forward. Got some it's good uh, stock market trading. I'll get to play my game. It was brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch. The thing is, he knows when he's done wrong. I remember when that um, Rodea came out, and even look, before, as it was announced, he put up on Twitter, oh, that's coming out. Please play the Wii version. <laughs> so he's instantly bashing the Wii U version himself. Like, mate, you made this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it's I get yeah, The Wii version is the one I intended to make. The Wii U version I was forced to make. So, okay. Yes, yeah. yes, Yuji Naka. Uh, at that point, you're like, the sun shines out of your ass, so I'll play whatever you send me. But now it's just like kind of part of the wall of shame. <laughs> you know, I'm starting to get worried, right? When I was a kid, not my heroes as such, but like celebrities that I was like really, really into. I love me some Bill Cosby because I love the Cosby show. I don't know if that <laughs> turned out too well in the end. Uh, Rolf Harris. I loved a bit of Rolf Harris. Can you guess uh, what did yet? <laughs> He didn't fix it. He didn't fix it. That's for sure. Uh, I, I, I loved. Uh, I, obviously, I love me some Michael Jackson. Um, I love me some Tommy Tallarico. I love me some Yuji Naka. It's like basically, guys. If I if I if I am a fan of you uh, from the age, of, you know, from when I was a kid, you might. Oh, John Kay, another perfect example. I was a massive fan of John Kay, the uh, the creator of Ren and Stimpy. Didn't exactly turn out all right for him either. If I was a fan of you as a kid. Um, you might need to reevaluate your life. That's all yes. I'm saying. Mm. Yes. It's all Dan's fault. Absolutely. Absolutely. Ouch, indeed, says Frostair. Let's move on to the next topic. <laughs> <laughs> Yuji Naka. What you doing? Knackered. You be knackered. That's it. Yuji nicked. Right. <laughs> right, let's talk about the Game Awards. Hey. So I live streamed this last week. And I was struggling about two after two in the morning, trying to keep awake, keep my eyes awake. And I was just waiting for them to play the Mario trailer, desperate for them to play it. And then I was like, guys, I can't handle this anymore. I'm falling asleep standing up at my you know, standing up table that I have here. I went to bed and then I looked at my Discord. They've just played it. And I'm like, but either way, did you check out the Game Awards? I checked out a few of the trailers afterwards. I... Um, was unable to stay up for it, but from what right. I saw, not a bad show. Wasn't a bad show. Wasn't a bad show. Spoiler alert from here on out. If you don't want to hear who won the announcements, all that stuff, you've had plenty of time. But this is your, your yeah. warning. Um, yeah. What was it? Uh, who was the winner? Eden Ring was it? Elden Ring. Yeah. Elden um, Ring, which Elden is well Ring. deserved. I, I just don't play these games. <laughs> in in my opinion, well deserved because it is genuinely one of the best games ever released, and uh, yeah. of this year, it still stands out to me as being one of the most important ones in terms of actual, you know, industry development, not just as a really good game. So um, definitely give it a go, even if you're a bit resistant to the likes of Dark Souls. It's worth a try, definitely. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, especially if you grew up watching things like Nightmare or, you know, choose your own adventure novels, because it really does feel like that um, as you play. Um, definitely, definitely worth a go. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what I will say is the opening got me and some. The first thing they showed off, I think it was actually before the proper show started. Uh, they showed this, what I'm playing on the screen right now, this Dead Cells. And obviously, you know, you don't see the name of the trailer, so it's quite cool when you watch this stuff live. But you saw this like Dead Cells animated intro for like some new dlc 
uh, that's coming to Dead Cells. And uh, Dead Cells is a game that I need to get into a bit more. I've never 100% got hooked into Dead Cells, but I know I'll love it. I just, I've just not given it time. And then as it's playing and he's uh, fighting for a castle, fighting both bad guys, the main guy from Dead Cells, and you start hearing a little bit of Castlevania music, I was like, this is, this is Castlevania. And then it's going to be a crossover of Dead Cells and Castlevania. Ah, oh, yes, 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 yes. All so over this big time. So very excited for that. Um, straight off the bat. Um, other stuff on there that's worth talking about. I was actually quite a big fan of Valiant Hearts. I played Valiant Hearts as part of like the PlayStation Plus. Um, uh, they, they had it there one month, like a long, long time ago, and I was actually a subscriber to that. Really enjoyed playing through Valiant Hearts. I'll probably buy it again because I know it's come out physically for the Switch along with uh, that other Ubisoft RT game that they released. Um, yeah, I'm surprised they don't use that UBR thing. That's it, UBR, more. yeah. Because, uh, you know, it was so good in like Rayman that they did it for um, Child of Light as well as Valiant Hearts, but they kind of mm-hmm. just stopped. They really should be licen- licensing out that um, whole thing because the whole idea of it is, is that you... You essentially instead of, you kind of build things like sprites, but with like hand drawn art, and you're yeah. able to stretch and squish them so it makes them, you know, more animated. Yeah, and really Rayman like really really <clears throat> benefited from it. So Rayman is beloved. My son's just discovered Rayman on his on his Switch, and it, it's one of the, one of his now. It's on now on his Christmas list. He, he thinks it's amazing. I, I just, it, it really does stand the test of time. Games when they're done that well, uh, but yeah. Uh, new Valiant's Heart sequel is coming. Um, so I really like that. That's like a sort of a um, how World, War, really expl- World yeah. War Two kind of point and click um, slash uh, platformer type thing. It's what? it's very retrospective towards the war uh, as yeah. opposed to being anything considered fun. Um, but yeah, it's it's a nice storytelling game. Returnal's coming to PC. Uh, you're a big fan of Returnal. I love Returnal. It's a great game. I'll, uh, I'll play that again on PC for sure. Yeah, can you will, yeah? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Hellboy. Now, obviously, Hellboy hasn't always had the greatest uh, luck when it comes to video games. The PlayStation 1 game in particular was dog crappy. Um, and, uh, yeah, Hellboy Web of Wide. Weird. Weird. I, I'd weird. say weird. Yeah. Yeah. Weird. Um, wow. Looks like the comic. It does. Um, it's a shame that the gameplay doesn't look all that special, but... Ultimately, it's it's got the look right down to a T. I just hope mm-hmm. that they pull some Batman Arkham stuff with this because this deserves to be good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. More of this. I mean, I'm surprised that they haven't done more of this with comics. I mean, I suppose they have with some games, but like you say, Batman would be great. Uh, the, the Frank Miller stuff, like Sin City. Give us a Sin City game looking like this, please. Yeah. Um, I suppose the closest thing would be Mad World for the Wii. Uh, but yeah. <clears throat> we don't see a lot but there is a little bit of gameplay there and uh yeah a, a hellboy game that looks and plays like this i'm all for at least checking it out um potentially buying potentially yeah. buying definitely i got gotta my say interest. the action kind of gives me the impression that it's a bit like punch out where you're just kind of you know waiting for the opponent to throw a punch before you can put yours in um yeah. it's got that kind of like duck and weave style action to it i just mm-hmm. hope that they they can cr- craft the rest of the game around it and make it good. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. We get a little bit more uh, a closer look on the uh, uh, Horizon PSVR 2 game, which I will not be buying because I'm not paying for a headset that's more expensive than the PlayStation 5 itself. Which no, even... That'd be silly. That'd be silly speak. It does look nice, though. Yeah, it looks, it looks very nice. nice. 
it's probably going to be one of those experiences where it's going to be hey look you're you're in the world and look at this giant thing it's about to step on you uh oh oh don't worry it's only vr hey <laughs> and that's that's basically what <laughs> it looks like to me so it's just a tech demo in my opinion and do you like four hour experiences <laughs> boy do i um yeah i'll have me some horizon thank you horizon yeah. maximum yawn i think yeah um you went there you went there i did i did post-trauma yeah i I don't didn't see this one uh a a psychological horror like looking game looks quite nice yeah looks looks very uh sun hill like yeah it's got the camera angles resident evil which is nice nice yeah 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 it's got an amorphous blob of blood and guts you know it's got everything you could possibly want absolutely uh you've got a game called viewfinder um now this blew me away yeah this looks cool this looks so weird i have to try this game so what we're looking at it's so hard to explain you basically have a polaroid you move it around and then you let go and then what you see in that polaroid whether it's a side of a building or a balcony or whatever it may be that now appears in your game as an actual object that you can now walk across so you have to basically carry on your 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 stage by messing around with Polaroid pictures. It looks so weird. There was, I think it was called like Echo Chrome or something like that for the PlayStation 3. Like, um, yeah, it, it kind of looks like that, but in a three dimensional first person game. Really, really weird. I am all for this. It was that a PlayStation 5 exclusive as well that I saw at the end. So check that again. Uh, yeah, it is PS5 PlayStation 5. Yeah, and it's uh, being published by Fundable. I'm a big fan of those guys. I think they do really good jobs. Um, has anyone seen that Red Dwarf episode called Time Slides? Because that's what it kind of reminds me of. Um, it's where um, Lister and the crew are essentially like pulling slides aside and they're able to jump into them. And, you know, they punch Hitler at one point and what have you. It's quite, quite a good episode. It kind of gives me that impression where you're just like walking into the pictures and they become part of the world or you can kind of change them around and create platforms that way. It's really neat. PM Ferrero is remembering that I actually fell asleep at this point. <laughs> Potentially, <laughs> you might be right. You might be right. And uh, Ice Ferno saying you can actually Steam wishlist this game right now. So yeah, cheers for that. Um, nice. Ice yeah, Ferno, do- we'll have to check that bad boy out. Do that thing. Do that thing. Yeah, oh, like. I'm actually buzzing to 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 try this. This looks so bizarrely weird. I am all over this. Uh, it blows my mind how you would get this to work. In like you know Unity or whatever game engine you're using, like it, it is so weird, so weird. I'm all for this, all for this. Um, one of the standout things for me, just just for curiosity. Again, if this is a four hour experience, though, I'm 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 kind of okay with it, you know. Yeah, yeah. We'll see how it goes. Anyway, um, just closed a, a window. I didn't mean to close. Uh, let's go back here. Right. Um, hide and seek, which is a new Among Us uh, seek mode. That's yeah, looks like fun. Yeah, you're you're an Among Us fan, aren't you? Yeah. Uh, oh, my it. images don't work now. Here we go. Uh, After Us. Uh, After Us is a new atmospheric adventure game published by Private Division uh, and due out in 2023. Uh, skipping them a little bit here. Ah, now, Replace. This has me very interested. Yeah, look at the art style of this. So, again, people listening in, what we're looking at is kind of a uh, flashback looking game but done with incredible incredible detail where the world is is very 
almost photorealistic in some aspects, but you yourself uh, are, are, are pixelated, very high, high res pixelated, uh, massive pixel count in your characters, beautiful animation. Um, and it reminds me of a game that was announced several years ago for the Xbox called uh, The Last Night, I think it was. Yeah. Which has just completely fallen off the radar completely now. In fact, there's a video there definitely finding out whatever happened to that. Um, and this just kind of looks like... A, a lot of people were excited about that. And this looks essentially like a follow-up or an answer to that sort of game. I'm so hyped for this. Even if it's just to look, watch the art style. But it definitely looks like it's got a flashback style to it, uh, in an 80s sort of neo-punky uh, urban world. All for it. Well excited for this. Grace guys, but done right, says Andy Norton. <laughs> the red weed. <laughs> yes. Uh, but hey, I'm well up for that. Well up for that. I think that looks awesome. Anything? Any other ones that catch your eye there, uh, Grizzly? A bit uh, of Street Fighter Six. We saw a bit of Street Fighter Six. Yeah, Street Fighter Six is looking better and better each time I see it. They seem to be doing it the right way, uh, as opposed to Street Fighter Five, which launched with absolutely nothing in it. This just looks like it's got a ton of single player content, and I've always come to appreciate that in, in like Street Fighter game because you know. I don't know if you remember what it's like when Street Fighter 4 came out. Like, you, you'd be the best Street Fighter player of your friendship group, and you'd be like, yes, I can't wait to get online and, you know, showcase my skills there. And then you get absolutely demolished for three years straight. And it's just like, yeah, it's very humbling. <laughs> you, you get the big fish, small pond syndrome going on. Um, this looks great because it's got like a world tour mode. It's got loads of different modes and little mini games you can play. The characters look great. The animation looks great. The animation looks out. Of can't this wait world. to give this a go. Yeah, I hope it. I hope it plays like this and the frame rate isn't dropped or anything that to that degree. I think this looks stunning. Yeah, absolutely stunning. Um, I really like the look of it. I'm I'm just not a Street Fighter fan. Um, really, like I don't play them that much. But uh, hey, I, it looks nice. Looks really nice. There we go. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, the other one was really odd. It was uh, Cereza, which is the Bayonetta prequel. Um, yeah. You, it, you bothered about that? I, I think that's going to be kind of cool. I mean, Platinum going back to an Akami-style art style. It's, yeah, I'm up for that. Up for that. Um, what oh, else wow, we're we not going to go through every single one. This is ridiculous. No. Judas. That looks great. Judas looks good. Judas does yeah. look fun. So that's basically Bioshock again by the creators of Bioshock. So. Yes, that one. Um, yeah, it looks looks really really nice. Bioshock is a beautiful game. Uh, it plays so so nice, and this just looks like that maxed up to eleven. If it wasn't already at that stage already, yeah, it look it looks awesome. Uh, graphically stunning as well. Um, those guys know how to do good storytelling in first person shooters, so it'd be quite exciting oh, to see sweet. what they do with this. And then, of course, Jedi Survivor. That looks pretty cool, too. You're for that. Yeah, I'm all for that. It's Dark Souls, Star Wars, you know. Yeah, I, I've got to say, I'm not bothered about um, Bayonetta in the slightest. I've just remembered uh, about it now. Uh, I, I, uh, not for me, in the slightest. Um, Ghostbusters, Rise of the Ghost Lord. <laughs> this is going to uh, be part of the ghost cause, isn't it? Where they're going to keep... Um, coming out with stuff that is partially relating to the Ghostbusters storyline, and I'm surprised it didn't come up with that logo actually. So maybe not, but maybe not. But there, like... there, there's a game that I know a few people like I, uh, Larry, and all that play uh, where you have to go into a room and uh, there's a ghost and you have to work together to try and 
be nice to the ghost and all this sort of stuff. And I think that's kind of what they're doing now with Ghostbusters. Um, yeah, Rise of the Ghost, the VR looking game. If you're into that, it'll be good. Uh, I, I, I'm just terrible at scary VR games. So I won't play it. <laughs> uh, which is cool. And, and uh, yeah, also, we got to see that Super Mario Brothers movie clip, or at least I missed it on the night because I fell asleep. Um, couldn't handle it anymore. That looks really nice. Um, we're we'll getting to a point now. I'm like, please stop showing me it because I kind of, <laughs> you know, don't want a whole film teased to me in pieces. Uh, Diablo 4 official release date trailer. Some new Horizon Forbidden West uh, uh, DLC. Of course, that was coming. Yeah. Uh, Transformers reactivate. I know Raina. Raina's ears just perked up. She's a big Transformers fan. Let's have a look. Did we actually see what the Transformers look like in this? I think I might have missed this trailer originally. You're a big Transformers fan? You know, I think the Transformers Michael Bay movies get way more hate than they deserve. I think they're good. For well, uh, no, no, no. The first one. They're really every they're every bit as dumb as the original cartoon. So, you know, to me they're <laughs> they're, they're on a par. Yeah. <laughs> um I yeah, I was I was never really all that into Transformers, as you could probably tell by that comment, but right, I, okay. I, think, I think the designs are cool, but yeah. that's about it. Yeah. Rainer, I, I don't care about the game. I take it back, Rainer. I take it back. You're more of a collector of the toys. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Do you do you I guess you play it as a transformer? I wonder what car you can turn into. Mm. Mm. I will say the PS2 game was fantastic. Transformers, I remember that being really special because wasn't that made by, or at least partially developed by the guys who made Mercenaries? I, I don't know. But remember maybe. it being really cool. Yeah, uh, we got a Smash Brother, a new Smash Brother type game based within the world of Crash. I think that's what they're going for with this, isn't it? A Smash Brothers type game. Uh, Crash Team Rumble. Yeah, it was. It's. This just seems to be the new Mario Kart thing, the new kart racer thing. Everyone seems to be doing their own Smash Brothers now. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, it's just like it's not a case of like when are they uh, are they going to do it? It's a case of when uh, I yeah. suppose it's a bit more like a Fortnite style thing going on because it looks to me like they're, you know, on it's a like 3D, 3D plane. Thing, rather than, yeah. yeah. OK, but yeah, that's interesting. Uh, yeah, it's it's Crash. The characters aren't that interesting. <laughs> I know I, I like them. I think they're quite cool. Um, I think animation-wise, they look really, really like stunning. Like Crash might have never looked better than this. I think he looks mm. really, really good. Um, but uh, actually, you know what? There, there's so many, there may be more than one mode here. There, there, there's a game where they're playing like a basketball type thing. There may be several modes here, but it, it looks quite interesting. I do like that more people are doing the Smash Brothers uh, 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 thing because it does give Nintendo. Not whether they needed it or not, we'll have to see, but gives them a push to just try harder in the next iteration. Um, gives them a little bit of competition, is what I'm saying. I think that's always a good thing. Um, see, I've got a bit of a theory with the Smash Brothers thing because, like, the whole reason why Ultimate was so good is because they used the poll to pull together people's like chosen characters and it created a big social media buzz. and all of these other companies have probably seen their characters being mentioned in this and going, oh, oh, really? People want our character in Smash Brothers. Maybe this is something we should just do. And that's just like where they're all springing from. So SpongeBob has probably got mentioned a ton of times and therefore it led to Nickelodeon Smash or, you know, um, Harry Potter, Game of Thrones and all of that as jokes being mentioned. Well, that, that actually won that game, whatever that, the Warner yeah. Brother one that actually won the uh, best of that of that of that genre at the awards, from what I remember. That was one wow. of the things I saw when I was awake. 
but there hasn't been a smash since. <laughs> so no. Yeah, well, and, and all fairness, and I know people hate me for it, and and, and all, I don't really have a lot to go on when I say this. But isn't the Wii U Smash? Uh, sorry, isn't the Switch Smash just the Wii U Smash, but a little bit better? No, no, it's like completely rebalanced. I mean, clearly it uses a lot of assets, but it is its own thing. Um, it's just essentially like a best of of all of the Smash games uh, with all of the characters, all of the stages, all of the music, and all of that. So right. Yeah, it's it kind of uses the Wii U one as a benchmark, but the rest of it is all ultimate. Okay. Yeah. Either way, we, we could keep going through this. There's so many more, but uh, which, yeah. is, which is a good thing. They they really did show off a hell of a lot at the Game Awards. Um, review wise, for me, I mean, I don't know what they would need to do to make it a ten. Maybe show more games that I'm excited about. But there was a fair few in there that I were that I was excited for. Um, if they dropped a new Jet Set Radio Space Channel 5, uh, Sonic the Hedgehog Mania 2 or something like that, then yeah, I'd be very excited. Uh, but um, I mean, that's not their fault that those games aren't being created, you know. What, uh, they they showed off say, loads. It was the best uh, PlayStation state of play that I've ever seen. Because um, <laughs> have you noticed that there was a distinct lack of uh, Microsoft titles? There's always a distinct lack of Microsoft titles in everything yes, we ever watch, they, even Microsoft's own directs that they, they do. They, the Game Awards are usually where Microsoft announces new stuff. I mean, they, they even showed Halo Infinite for like one of the first times on mm -hmm. the Game Awards. And now suddenly there's nothing. And mm -hmm. you see, whereas you see tons of like PlayStation trailers or Nintendo trailers, it's like Game Awards have either shunned Microsoft or Microsoft just had nothing. And that's kind of worrying when you think Game Pass is such a thing. I mean, the whole world premiere meme came from the Game Awards. It did, yeah. Yeah, so like, wow, it it it, it blows my mind. It, I, I'm going off tangent now. Like Xbox, oh Isn't yeah, it like, great that Xbox have all of these studios. Like, well, yeah, I hope you just don't, you know, say goodbye to that studio making any games because <laughs> it's bonkers. They have oh, so many yeah. studios and they don't make any bloody games. There was one last one I wanted to mention, and that's because yeah. Elden Ring was so good, and Armored Core Six looks fantastic. Because mm -hmm. <laughs> um, that's being made by From Software, and it looks to me like they're actually going to pull the Dark Souls with it, um, but still keep the mission structure of the originals. But the get it looks so cool. Um, definitely one to watch. You all for that one? Yeah, all for it. I love like big mech style games, especially if they can get the movement right. And yeah. uh, I think From Software, of all companies, should be able to do that. No, I like mechs. They're like Transformers, but not as cool. <laughs> they're like transformers <laughs> but they can do a bit more uh there's you know the world's their oyster you know well transformers can turn into cars get out of here mix what can you do except for walk slowly towards something and shoot it with a big gun yeah i said it sorry this ain't, slow. <laughs> this ain't over slope <laughs> <laughs> uh that's what I want to see now, a battle between, like I don't know, Optimus Prime, because I don't know my Transformers lore much past to Optimus Prime, Bumblebee. Uh, that's where I start to lose it. Uh, Jazz was one of them, I think. Uh, How about Scramble, as in Scramble, scramble Trainer? <laughs> I could just say, like, Hard Drive. I'm sure that was one. Uh, Central Processing Unit. Was was, was that a Transformer? No. Thing in me, Bob. <laughs> R2D2. And Wave. That was the one I was trying to remember because my son's got a juke, uh, not a jukebox, a, a boombox. And that's Soundwave. He's like, What is this? It's a boombox, Toby. What's a boombox? <laughs> it's when you respond with, <sighs> Go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> Go to your room. 
um yeah I, I, it's talking about like you know people like uh, we, we're going back into the topic before this it's gonna be such a hard video to cut up um uh, uh you know it, it, people playing ball and wonderworld and be, that being the first game that they probably will ever have played i saw on facebook recently um someone someone had written in a comment saying wouldn't it be cool if when you went on your profile music started playing and one of the <laughs> one of the top comments was like so we have officially reached the generation that don't remember myspace <laughs> you know they're too young for myspace god damn yeah man that's sad isn't it just i'm getting old man i remember when everyone had one at least one friend and his name was tom absolutely and i remember like he, he was a real i remember i had a couple of rebel friends that unfriended tom oh yeah yeah like no way you know you're never going to get him back now, right? <laughs> I, I tell you what, like out of all of the social medias, I really miss MySpace. I think like I miss MySpace more time. than Twitter and 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 Facebook and stuff like that. I really miss MySpace. Having the music play, a little bit of HTML in there, so you can have little pictures show up, and I, I miss it. I really do. Oh yeah. It was heavy on music, way more than the other social media platforms as well. Well, didn't like Arctic Monkeys get famous as a result of MySpace, if I recall correctly? I know there was a lot of MySpace bands, but I always put them towards more like the emo scene. That's right. MySpace taught a generation HTML. Yeah, yeah. For me, it was uh, the early days of eBay. That's how I learned my basic HTML. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> center, line break, <laughs> bold. Image, uh, image source, you know, that stuff. yeah, there it is, there it is. Right, fueled by Raymond was MySpace huge, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Michael Towns, right, let's move on. We have one well off topic, uh, and let's talk about I hope I've got this in the right part. Should we, should we go, should we talk about Sega again? We shall, Michael Jackson. Am I, am I right? Am I in the right order? You are, because it yeah. is the last topic, and we are going to change the world. Uh, because Michael Jackson's uh, video for Scramble Trainer has turned up. Um, yes. Very randomly found in a car boot sale in the UK, apparently. <laughs> Insane. Insane. So the, the, the biggest pop star, superstar on the planet, obviously not so much anymore. Um, Michael Jackson, definitely at the time. Yeah, Michael Jackson uh, at one point made a game with Sega. Um, for the AS1, which is uh, Sega's simulator. Uh, there, were, there was a few things they did for it. This is one of the last things they did for it. And uh, yeah, Michael Jackson was your Captain Michael. Or was it Captain Jackson? One of the two. I think it was Captain Michael. Um, and yeah, he basically talks you through the training of uh, like some space thing. And it all goes wrong. Very Star Tours-esque. And uh, yeah, it, it was lost for time that lost uh, i i even did a video about the every michael jackson video game and it, it completely fell under the radar because just it was so obscure no one really knew about it and there was hardly any footage of it until now the original tapes have been found at a boot fair which is a uk flea market um here in the uk down south where i live <laughs> yeah like it could it could have been you um could have been me so if anybody turns around and says you can't find retro stuff in the wild anymore, then this is the proof that there's a lie. Um, what's really significant about this is that for Scramble Trainer, this was only like the first few iterations of it. So a motion simulator, 
is what you would find at a seaside arcade or you know in certain arcades like sega world um and essentially it's like like a van canopy thing that about six to eight people could like sit in and essentially it plays a video and it plays a game and i do that with bunny ears because well you just kind of sat there it's like a roller coaster more than anything so as mm -hmm. the starship moves in the in the thing the the whole cabin moves and it's just essentially like a, a you know a very large you know commercial version of those like racing car simulators that you've probably seen that move all over the place um so it was it was it was kind of cool in that regard um and they would have like celebrities come up on these things every now and then so things like in this case it was michael jackson so this video originally came out around 1994 which as we mm -hmm. know was around the time that michael jackson um was accused of a few things which we won't go into too much detail because it's well documented elsewhere this was around the time he was doing the soundtrack for sonic 3 um mm -hmm. this is around the time that um he was released the dangerous album you know and just moving into his history period um and uh yeah so this was like this footage that you see um was previously only captured on like handheld camcorder footage um and that's where we've seen it before mm -hmm. um and then after about a couple of weeks into the controversy it was removed and replaced with someone else who would do the you know the captain thing um they they essentially recorded over it so the videotape is actually labeled as the michael jackson version so this is not only just like extremely rare to find because it's like from this really obscure it didn't last very long either at all it lasted i, I want to yeah. say months at most yeah and it's it's because it's probably the only known version of it to exist and mm -hmm. this guy managed to find it at a car boot sale and spent £300 on it. You know, it's just insane. Absolutely insane find. Um, priceless. Yeah. Yeah, it's the best way to describe it. Um, yeah, I wish that were me. <laughs> I wish Yeah, I it, it, it's absolutely bonkers. So I actually reached out to one of the people that helped um, uh, uh, bring this to life. It wasn't the person that found it at the boot fair, but... Uh, Ted is someone that's actually helped me in the past in a few videos that I've done. Um, insane knowledge on Sega history. Really, really good chap. And um, yeah, from this, uh, he, he was blown away by the reaction uh, of getting this all, you know, changed up and put up online. Uh, he's had people over from Sega in Japan that have been messaging him. And it turns out that the tape, if I, he's actually sent me some images, uh, which I don't believe have been shown before. So if I can just move over here. Ooh, neato. Here we go. Here's some images of the actual tape itself. Uh, like you say, the Michael Jackson version. Um, yeah, these images, uh, uh, sorry, this tape is believed to be the master tape. Because when they do these rides, there is only one master tape. And what is believed to be here is the original master tape. This is it. Um, so... This may be the only copy out there, and he's found it at a, yeah. at a boot fair in down south of England. It's bonkers, absolutely bonkers that this has happened. Um, yeah, there we go, there we go. Uh, what's he say here? And what's even more fascinating is reaction from people all over Japan who have been directly involved in the Joyopolis Sega World AS1. Heard from the guy who made Scramble Training and then went on to direct uh, the likes of Ridge Racer, Sega Rally, Star Wars, Arcade, Cosmic Smash, etc. Et the D2 tapes are valuable because they are master tapes, and that's the one you see there. 
Wow. Uh, probably only one of each version to begin with. I've never seen even a mass-produced laser disc, laser disc at auction, etc. I think it is best that you keep them in their magnetic tape-friendly environment for po uh, posterity. Thank you. Uh, thanks. It was hard, but enjoyable job. Um, and even ended up causing uh, one of the guys who still develops Joyopolis uh, attractions to rediscover a bunch of old AS1 and Sega Ride docu uh, documentation at a warehouse. Uh, it's, it's just absolutely insanity that all this stuff is, uh, uh, bring it back here, is, is, is happening. Um, and the question is, is when is the eBay auction just like with that Castlevania cartridge for Gamecom? Because mm -hmm. uh, fingers poised, this is going to go for a lot if it does go. Oh, yeah. I mean, because you haven't just got the Sega fanatics and the, the retro gaming historians. But yeah, the uh, the Michael Jackson collectors out there, they, they, they may have the deeper pockets, in all honesty. Uh, I'll never forget. I, I saw Michael Jackson live when I was about, I want to say, how old would I have been? I would have been at primary school, so maybe about seven, eight or so. Uh, yeah, in, uh, in at Wembley Stadium on his Dangerous World Tour. Best concert I've ever been to in my life, and I've been to hundreds. Uh, and then I saw him again at the World Music Awards, which is one of the final times he ever performed. Uh, and when I say performed, he like sung a couple of lines. It was nothing. But I remember... So there weren't and all, all the standing tickets sold out. And then I, I was able to get a seating ticket and I got there and there was a guy in a wheelchair and he said, can I swap my standing ticket for your seating? And I'm like, yes, but I was so worried. I was about, I was getting conned. Like he was just going to take my standing ticket and then I was going to have a ticket. It was a dud. And I was like, oh my God, am I getting conned? So I'm like, okay. And we swapped it. And I don't know, regardless, I got in standing and it was insane. So I got in standing, but I was surrounded by the most hardcore Michael Jackson fans I've ever seen in my life. Uh, I mean, I met someone there that remortgaged their house. They were like, they came from Poland or somewhere like that. Um, somewhere in Europe. Uh, they remortgaged their house just to get to this concert. And yeah, I mean, that's how hardcore the Michael Jackson community are. Um, and yeah, there we have it. It's uh, it's a thing. Most certainly. Looks cool, though. <laughs> yeah, there we go. There we go. Uh, oh, it, it, it's such an incredible thing to have happened. We've got we've got this tape. This is like the best news possible. So happy with this. Mm, yeah. Awesome stuff. <sighs> well happy. Well happy. Right. And guys, I think we've uh, reached the end of the uh, podcast. Yes. <laughs> we've just gone quiet at the end. It's been a good one. I it think. has been a good one. I think it's been really good. I'm just like I, 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 I'm just so buzzing about this. I think this is like one of the best uh, Sega finds in in so long. Sorry, it's overshadowed you, Echo the Dolphin too. But uh, this this is this is bonkers. This is a uh, this is the needle in the haystack. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, totally. And I, I love seeing these like early 3D graphics, and I just oh, love so how nice. good the quality is as well. It's yeah. just something to behold. Someone needs to 4K this bitch. Oh totally. Up res it. Get going. <laughs> <laughs> remake it in unity go ahead do the whole works let's do it let's do it well look anyway guys we're going to end it there thank you so much for hanging out with us tonight and uh this is dj soap signing out and hopefully we'll see you all next time catch you later peeps see you bye oh, one more the next one is the last one before christmas so uh <gasps> make sure you come along uh and i'll say merry christmas happy holidays and all that junk then so much love peeps bye 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 <laughs> 
Thanks for listening to Slope's Cast, the retro gaming news show with myself, DJ Slope, and my co-host, Grizzly Cryden, recorded live on Twitch every single Tuesday night. If you want to listen in live, then make your way over to twitch.tv forward slash Slope's Game Room at 9pm UK time, 1pm Pacific Standard Time, and 4pm Eastern Standard Time. And as stated, if you want to be in a chance to be on a future episode, then please do consider supporting the show on Patreon or as a YouTube member. And finally, if you do have any news stories for us then please do feel free to drop them in the dedicated rooms over on discord at discord.gg forward slash slopes game room and until next time guys this is dj slope signing out and hopefully i'll see you all next time